Welcome to the Crafting and Coffee Podcast with Amy Latta Creations. Let's get inspired. Hi there, friends, and thanks for joining in. You're listening to Episode 8 of the Crafting and Coffee Podcast, and I am Amy Latta, your happy hostess. And today, I'm super excited to be here with you because we are going to start talking about all things holiday. Christmas is my favorite time of year, and I know that there are those of you who are going to say, whoa, hold the phone, it's only November the 5th, we still have Thanksgiving We have lots of other things to do before we start putting up the Christmas tree, but honestly, folks, it's right around the corner, and I know I, for one, love decorating at this time of year so much that I would rather get my Christmas things up early and enjoy them a little bit longer while still making sure that we take time to be grateful. If you haven't already seen it going around the internet, I've got an idea that I shared years ago called the Thankful Pumpkin. And this year, for some reason, it caught the notice of some pretty important folks. And it was shared on the Today Show website. It was shared on KCL Channel 5, Studio 5 in Utah. We did a little Skype interview. It was shared on the Scary Mommy website. So it's really having its moment of fame right now. And it's super simple to do. All you do is you take a pumpkin, you can use a faux pumpkin if you want it to last, or you can use a real one like we do. And all we do is each day we take turns going around and each person says things that they're thankful for. And we write them all around the pumpkin so that we can visibly see those reminders of why we're so grateful. And um, we like to be super specific. So instead of just saying we're thankful for family or we're thankful for our home, we like to list out specific family members we're thankful for and things about our home. Um, I know Little Crafter a couple years ago, he cracked me up because out of the blue, he was like, indoor plumbing, I'm thankful for toilets. So we wrote toilets on our pumpkin because by golly, I'm thankful for them too, which led also to toilet paper. And, you know, if you've had young boys, you know where all that is going. But, um, Body humor aside, it's certainly something to be grateful for that we don't have to um, go outside to the outhouse like folks used to do. So in any case, um, we encourage you to be real specific on your thankful pumpkin, just like we are, and to really um, take time to reflect on the, the real specific blessings that you have in your life. And that's one way that we try to keep the spirit of gratitude going throughout the month of November, and we put that on display on our Thanksgiving table. So by all means, take time this month to be thankful, to be grateful, um, to enjoy the blessings that you have and be glad for them. Um, But also, we are starting to think about and talk about Christmas because it's going to be here before you know it. And um, one of the things that I'm always asked about each year is my Christmas tree. So today, I want to talk to you about how to decorate the quote-unquote perfect Christmas tree. And certainly there's no such thing. There's no right or wrong way to decorate a tree. But I always get comments when I post about mine on Facebook and on the blog. I share pictures and people go, oh my gosh, your tree looks like it belongs in a magazine. And I always am thrilled to hear that because I've worked really hard over the years to learn how to decorate it um, so that it creates this gorgeous, festive look that everybody who comes to our home can enjoy. We love hosting for the holidays. We have family over all throughout the month of December. We have family over on Christmas Eve. We have more family over on Christmas Day. We um, have a family get together for some of us on New Year's. And so, 
you know, people are constantly coming and going in our home. And the tree, to me, has always been the central piece of Christmas decor. If I could have only one thing to decorate my house for Christmas, it would be a tree. Um, I would be super sad if I didn't have that. And it's just the thing that I put the most time and effort into decorating. So it's really rewarding for me when people ask about it and when they really love what I've done. So I thought that we could take some time today as you all are starting to think about trees and decorating for the holidays um, to talk about how I put mine together to get that magazine worthy look and how you can do it too. So again, there's lots of right ways to do this, no right or wrong, but this is my particular method. Um, First, I'm going to tell you about some things that I look for in a tree when I'm choosing my tree, and then we're going to talk about how to do um, the magical thing, which for me is combining personal and professional, or um, personal and fancy, or whatever word you want to give to it, personal and glamorous, or um, whatever it is that you think of, you know, personal and Pinterest worthy. Um, So first of all, when I'm looking for a tree, the question always comes up, you know, do you have a fake tree or do you have a real tree? And for the first couple years of marriage, I insisted so hard that we have a real tree because I loved the experience or I thought I loved the experience of going to the tree farm. And, you know, especially when little crafter was first born, like, oh, let's go and do this fun family thing. We're going to find the perfect tree. We're going to cut it down. And it smells so good and it's so beautiful. But, you know, after several years of doing that, um, we had one traumatic experience where we had cut down what looked like a gorgeous blue spruce, and it was, but we brought it home. And you know how they, um, if you've ever gotten a real tree from a tree farm, they put it through that netting so that you can actually get it in your car or on top of your car or your truck and take it home. And then you cut the netting and the tree goes and kind of bushes all out. And so we were in a town home and we did that and the tree went and it took up literally half the living room. And we realized at that point that while we had been very careful to choose a tree that vertically fit in our room, horizontally it was far too big and we ended up having to put it in the woods behind our house and buy a different tree um so that was I I remember very clearly sitting on our really ugly green carpet and crying my eyeballs out because our tree didn't work out and I had wasted this money and you know we're newlyweds at the time and didn't have a whole lot of extra money to spare and you know my dreams for this gorgeous tree were just dashed and <laughs> it ended up being this terrible experience instead of a fun one and then i can also remember several years because i like a really tall tree we have tall ceilings we did in our town home and we still do have pretty high ceilings and i like a tree that fills up within reason the room and so i was always looking for something that was like 7 7 and a half feet and so once you get to that height, trees have usually, if they're good, full, nice looking, nice shaped trees, they've already been cut down when they were about six feet, because that's what most people buy. And, um, you know, so here's me looking for this tall tree. And 
all the tall trees that are left have these big holes and, you know, half of them is dead. And, you know, it just got to be such a struggle. And we would go to like three or four tree farms and wander around. And my poor husband, like he would stick his arm straight up because that was, you know, if his finger could touch the top of the tree, that was a good height. And um, he was like, seriously, we're going to another tree farm. You still didn't find the one. So (laughs) we ended up deciding about four years ago to go with an artificial tree and um you know kudos to those of you who find the perfect real one because I still love the look and smell of them but for me because I'm so particular we ended up going artificial and um I love that decision in the long run because it's the right size every time It's not going to have holes in it because we have all the branches. And the other thing that I've come to really like about an artificial tree is that you can bend the branches any which way you want them to go. So for me, when I'm decorating, I like that extra bit of control because a real tree, you can't do so much as far as placing branches in places that you want them to go. Um, So I like the flexibility that that gives me, literally. Um, I also... Like I said, enjoy putting my tree up kind of early so I can enjoy it longer. I like that an artificial tree doesn't die. (laughs) One year we had a tree, a real one, and by Christmas morning, we had brown needles all over our packages that were under the tree because we bought it a little bit on the early side and it didn't last. It had stopped drinking water, which is always a bad sign. And my husband was like, are we going to make it to Christmas with this thing? And we barely did. And it looks okay in the pictures, but it's not ideal. So um, for me, if you are somebody who is like me and you like to have your tree up for a good old long time and you like being able to control things a little more, which I confess I do uh, for better or worse, um, you may want to go the artificial tree route. Um, What I learned for myself personally is that um, I tend to be cheap and I like to get a good bargain, but I found that um, if I was going to settle for an artificial tree, I wanted one that looked real. I wanted something with a really nice cone shape. I don't like the super skinny trees. Some people love them. And if you love it, that's okay. You can still make it gorgeous. And you know, if that's the look that you like, by all means, friend, get you a skinny tree. Um, I like big, fluffy, cone shaped, you know, traditional looking Christmas trees. So that is what we bought. And it hurt when I took out the credit card to pay for that tree. Um, I like to tell myself that the more years that we've used it, it's paying for itself and it's not really as expensive as it seemed at the time. Um, You know, and honestly, I do think it was worth it because we get so much enjoyment out of it. And by the time that you buy a fresh tree each year, it really does add up, honestly. So I would encourage you, if you can, if you can afford to do it and you're going to go the artificial route, invest in a good tree. Find something that looks beautiful that you're going to enjoy for years to come. Don't be cheap like I'm tempted to be. Um, Get something that you really love. Um, I love the flocked ones that are coming out now. That wasn't really a thing when we bought ours. And so if I were to do it again today, I'd probably get a flocked one. But for now, we have a gorgeous non-flocked artificial tree. And every year people ask me if it's real because it's so realistic looking. They've come so far in what they can do with the needles and you know 
mine has a blend of like those old school looking kind of needles that you expect on a a faux Christmas tree, but it also has some that are plastic and they look so very real. Um, So that's my little take on artificial versus real. Um, I also love a tree with lots and lots and lots of lights. And this is sort of starting to get into the how do you make it look Pinterest worthy. More lights, more is better. I tend to go for the white lights. I know folks love their colored lights. And a lot of times now you can get trees that are pre-lit that do both. You can alternate between colored and white. And, you know, whatever floats your happy boat, you can do. My personal experience is that most of the things I see on Pinterest and Instagram and in magazines are the white lights as well. And that's just the look I prefer. Um, But, you know, you do you. And my encouragement would just be more, 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 more lights. My dad is an expert at lighting trees, outdoor and indoor trees. And he taught me years ago the secret of more is more (laughs) and how to like push them into the tree. Like don't just wrap them right around the outside if you're putting them on yourself. You want to work them in and around the branches. Um because that that's what makes it twinkle when you kind of walk around the tree. If they're all out on the outermost level, you don't get that depth. That's what really makes you go, wow. Um, the pre-lit trees usually have that incorporated into them. The, the lights are down in and they have that pretty twinkle. And um, so ours is pre-lit now and it saves me the time of doing it um, the way that my dad likes to do it. But I can, I can do it if I need to because thanks dad. Um, so let's talk for a couple minutes about how we do this marriage of a personal family Christmas tree and a Pinterest tree, because that's, I think, what always amazes people when they look at my tree, because they say, oh, I love those trees, you know, that I see pictures of or I see in the store, but we have our own ornaments. We don't just have, you know, these special ones that we bought to make a fancy formal tree. We have, you know, things we've bought over the years and stuff people have given us. And guys, so do I. In fact, I don't want a tree that doesn't have my personal ornaments on it. Because here's the thing, like for me, ornaments are super sentimental. They mean something to me. Ever since I can remember as a child, every year my parents would give me an ornament. They still do. They give one to me, one to my husband, one to each of the boys. Um, My grandparents gave me an ornament every year growing up. And so I came into marriage with enough ornaments to decorate a small tree all by myself. And you know, over the years, there are some that I've stopped putting out just because I had to make room for new ones that we were getting. But I have so many personal ornaments, I can't even count them. You know, I also make ornaments. Obviously, if you've been to the blog, you know that I love to make ornaments. And so I'm constantly creating new ones that I want to display. We have the ornament exchange, which you can actually sign up for on the blog right now. Even if you're international, we have an international sign-up. You can get partnered up. Um, My assistant, Erin, is super awesome at partnering people, and um, she'll pair you up with someone, and you get to find out a little bit about what they like and how they decorate and find an ornament or make an ornament for them. Um, You can buy it or create it and send it, and you guys will trade ornaments and have, like, this special gift from someone. So I have ornaments I've gotten through that. I have stuff my kids have made, stuff my kids have bought for me. And, you know, we kind of each used to have a side of the tree. Like, I had the front and center. 
little crafter had one side and my hubby had one side and we kind of put our ornaments in those spaces and then when we added scout to our family last year um, he, he was like, where do mine go? So now, um, we've had to switch that up a little bit, um, and sort of mix them in, um, because it wasn't fair to give anybody the back and, uh, <laughs> you know, you can put them anywhere you want, but, um, I love to have those personal ornaments that belong to each of us because they mean something. So my encouragement to you first and foremost is use them, you know, put them on the tree first and what you want to do is put them in a little bit farther. You want to put those, you still see them. Absolutely. It's not like we're hiding our personal ornaments, but those are the first thing that always goes on. So I take all of everybody's personal ornaments and we find places for them. I'm assuming most of you already do this where you put the bigger ornaments on the bottom and the smaller ornaments toward the top and heavier ornaments go farthest in, etc. Um, but in case you've never heard that, that's how I do it. And then um, what you want to do in order to take your tree and make it look Pinterest worthy or um, I, I wish I had a really good word for, you know, because beautiful is not right. Any tree is beautiful. Um, but if you want it to go to that next step, what you need to do is choose yourself a color scheme and a theme. So my particular color scheme for all of my holiday decorating is that I love metallics, gold and silver, and red. I go completely traditional red. Um, so I have red, gold, and silver, and my theme is sparkles. It's glitter just anything that sparkles and shines. That does not have to be your theme. I know that there are folks out there for whom glitter is the enemy. And while I do not understand you, friend, I salute you and I respect uh, the fact that you don't want glitter all over the place. Um, if that's you, you can choose a different theme, something that you love. Right now, this season, buffalo plaid is hot, hot, hot. That checked red and black, people love it. It's not my jam. It's not the look that I go for. But if that's you, my goodness, it's everywhere and it is so on trend right now. You can choose Disney. I know some of you guys are like, Disney, super fans, do it. Do a Disney tree. Um, blush was a big thing, like the whites and that light pink, gorgeous. Do blues, blue and silver, whatever you want. Choose your color scheme and your theme. And then once you have that, First thing you want to do is buy yourself some type of garland. I have found that the number one key to tying a tree together and making it look finished is with a nice, pretty garland. And by garland, I don't mean tinsel because they sell that garland that's made out of the little metallic tinsel-y stuff. I don't love the look of that. And that's, you know, that's not typically what you're seeing on Instagram and Pinterest and stuff. So, what I personally like to use is ribbon. I get a wide ribbon. You can go to Michael's or your craft store. I go to Walmart and get mine. And I've had mine for about three years now. Mine is a wide red, just solid glittered ribbon. <laughs> My husband loves it when I put it on because glitter gets everywhere. Um, I use about five rolls of it for my tree just because of the size of my tree and again more is more I like to have not a ton of space in between rows of garland as I go around I like it to be fairly close together I think that helps with the finished look so I would err on the side of buying more than you think your tree might need 
and then you can always take it back. If you don't open the roll of ribbon, you can always return it to the store. Or like I have two spare rolls of my ribbon that I bought and kept just because, you know, every year they're going to have different ribbon. And so if something happens to one of your rolls and something, you know, like your cat eats part of it, like mine did, or um, you decide that you want to make a bow or you want to do something else with it, you have that same matching ribbon. So stock up on it. Walmart, it's really inexpensive for a roll of ribbon. And, um, you know, it's it just looks gorgeous. So I start at the top and I just work my way down and around the tree. And again, I tuck it a little bit and I try to do like some a little bit higher than a little swoop and then go back up. And you'll see if you go on the blog and search for pictures of my Christmas tree, um, exactly what I mean there. But I wrap that ribbon all the way around. My tree actually sits in front of a big window, so I do go all the way around the back. If your tree is against a wall or in a corner, you can kind of cheat and, you know, just go to the back and then wrap back around the front. But I do go all the way around because you can see all the sides of mine. Then once you've got your garland, you also want to think about your topper. And for me, because I use ribbon, I made a bow. Um, I could never find an angel or a star that I liked. Um, I personally don't like the toppers where they have like the spiral metal that sits on that top branch because it always looks funny to me. Like it's the top of the tree and then it's like, boing, this thing floating up on top. I wanted something that really covered like that top branch. So I made a big fat fluffy bow out of my glittery ribbon and it matches the garland and that's what is on the top of my tree. Um, But you can have any topper that you like, just something that coordinates with your colors and your theme. Then you want to go and buy a whole bunch of balls and (laughs) snicker if you need to. But I found a couple years ago at Target, they had packs that were, it was a shiny red, a matte red, and then they also had, it's almost like a hot pink and an eggplant purple, and some of them have gold on them, and they are absolutely gorgeous, and I use them, I have like six or eight boxes of them, and I use them all over the tree. So remember, I've already got my personal ornaments on. Then I put my garland around. Then I'm going to take the balls and I'm going to hang them on the outsides of the branches. So like there may be a branch that has an ornament on it already, but then I come further out that branch and I hang the little colored ball. And when you step back, all the colored balls all around the tree unify it. And so it makes it look cohesive, even though all of your personal and homemade ornaments are completely unique. Then I have, I also have, um, because you know my theme is the red, gold, and silver, so I have glittered ornaments in various shapes. I pick some up every year. Um, I just got some at Michael's the other day that are like star-shaped and they're silver glitter. I have glittered monograms for each of our names in gold and in silver, so we have D's and A's and N's and L's all over our tree. I also have words like celebrate and joy and Noel that are glittered. I have like snowflakes that are glittered and I just space those out around the tree as well to tie it in and to make everything look cohesive because it's that metallic glitter the red glitter and so it ties things together Um, and my other thing is just that I fill that tree if you notice the trees that you absolutely just have your breath taken away when you look at them they're full 
it's not a smattering of ornaments here and there. They are packed full. And that's what I think just has that wow factor. You've got all the lights, you've got the pretty garland, and then you just have so many ornaments. And, you know, not so many that you can't see them all. I'm not saying to hide your personal ones or anything like that. You still can see every ornament that's on my tree. But I always find, again, more is more. And in general in life, I think less is more is a good way to live. But when it comes to the Christmas tree, guys, more is more. More lights, more ornaments, um, more garland, and just fill it up. And we want it to be, you know, filling it on the outside edges with those cohesive colors with, you know, if it's sparkle or if it's Disney or if it's buffalo plaid, whatever it is, we're just filling in with those colors and that's what ties everything and makes it look like a unit even though it has all these individual parts and so you know you can still walk around the tree and enjoy looking at all the individual things but from a distance it looks like one piece so um, I hope that makes sense and that it seems kind of doable um, so again you're choosing a color scheme and a theme you've got garland you've got your homemade ornaments you've got balls you've got a topper that matches everything and brings it all together and just fill it fill it fill it um light ornaments cohesive ornaments on the outside branches individual ornaments more toward the inside and that's what I do and you know every year it looks a little different and every year I find that I just absolutely love it so really friends there's no right or wrong um This is just kind of a guide to how I do my tree, and it works for me, and I always get lots of compliments on it, and it's just a really fun thing to look at all season long. And um, so that's sort of an FAQ on how I do my Christmas tree. Um, I hope that that inspires you and helps you and that you see that you can have the best of both worlds. You can have your sentimental ornaments and you can have something that is just visually stunning. So um, be sure to stop by the blog and check out pictures of my tree and I will go in the Amy Latta and Uh, friends Facebook group and post a picture of last year's tree just so you guys can see it and have a visual reference too while you're thinking about all these things. Um, So if you have any other questions about it or where I got any of my stuff, feel free to drop them in the comments in Facebook or you can always email me at amylattacreations at gmail.com and I would be happy to talk trees with you because like I said, it's my favorite of all the Christmas decorations. Um, But I hope that you feel inspired and I would love to see pictures of your tree. So jump in the Facebook group and share those with us or email me a picture. Um, Tag me on Instagram at amylattacreations so I can see it when you put yours up um, because I just love to see what everyone creates. Thanks for listening to the Crafting and Coffee Podcast with Amy Latta Creations. For more inspiration, check out amylattacreations.com.